wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rogan Kim cast with me. Rogan Kim, thank you so much for joining me today, the day after Thanksgiving, the day where you were tasked to isolate yourself in order to save lives. Did you save lives? Did you save the lives? It's up to you. It's up to you to save the lives, not the medical professionals or public health people or anybody out there who are supposed to be saving lives. It's up to you. It's not even up to our leaders because as you Remember, Gavin Newsom went to the French Laundry, one of the most exclusive restaurants in California, violated all the rules that he decided upon for Thanksgiving. I think he like his basic rules were like, all right, everybody for Thanksgiving, don't do any of the stuff I just did at French Laundry. I think that's what you know, that's why the medical board was there, because they were all discussing what the rules should be for Thanksgiving. And they were like, definitely let's not do any of the things we're doing right now, which is not distancing, not wearing masks, gathering indoors, talking loudly. None of that. Let's not do any of this that we're doing right now. I mean, let's not let them do it. We can do it. It's fine. Yeah, the uh, Denver mayor, uh, Michael Hancock, I think that's his name, he urged people to stay home, urged them to isolate, urged them to not see their families, urged them to not travel. And then, of course, he himself traveled to Mississippi to see his daughter because he was like, ah, it's with a heavy heart. I really miss my family, and I really decided, and I made the assessments and the risks. But you guys stay home. You guys quarantine. I'm not going to. So it's the old rules for thee, not for me meme. You know, that's a meme going around. and the old do as I say, not as I do, right? The people in power are obviously uh, better than us. Better than us rabble. Be- they're better than us, uh, you know, peons, peasants, right? They're better than all of us. So they, they're the virus won't get them. It's going to get you, you dummy. Not me. I'm an elected official. I'm a government official. I'm, uh, I'm special. I'm, you know, I'm better than you. I'm better than you, and the virus knows it, okay? So we're fine. You're not. That's how it is. And this is our new world, guys. We're in it, you know? Everybody's been talking about the new world order, brave new world, 1984. All of it's here. All of it's here. It's here right now. We're in the middle of it. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? And, you know, I think uh, this is a trend that's been going on since, say, the, uh, you know, the turn of the century, the 21st century. You had the financial crash ten, uh, eight years after that. And then what did they do? They transferred all the wealth from the lower and middle classes to the upper classes. And for the COVID crisis 10 years later, what did they do? Transfer all the wealth again to all the rich. Yay. So that the wealthy people of the world have more and the poor people have less. And then that just means there's more and more poor and less and less wealthy. And that's the way it's going to go, right? Until we get to neo-feudalism yay some form of neo-feudalism some form of uh, the way things used to be i remember back in the uh financial crisis days they uh, there was uh this paper that was leaked by citibank that was talking about the incoming plutocracy uh the incoming sort of uh, increasing disparity of wealth and how there's going to just be more haves and have nots so we should get ready What are we going to do about social unrest? Billionaires have been asking journalists, uh, you know, in these like private forums. They have these things at Davos, World Economic Forum stuff, you know, and then they'll ask the journalists like, what 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 should we do when 
the monetary system is devalued and we can't pay our staff. Like, how do we prevent an uprising? It's actually kind of like, remember in Arrested Development, when Buster's, uh, what he studied was like 18th century agrarian politics. And he's like, are y'all concerned about an uprising? Well, he's going to be an expert. That's very necessary soon. We're going to need a guy like Buster in there. We're going to need a guy. <laughs> We're going to need a guy in there who understands the group dynamics of uh, a massive amount of peasants, the massive, a massive uh, underclass that has nothing uh, but will be happy, and which is what uh, the World Economic Forum is uh, positing, giving us in the form of something they call the Great Reset. Now, I've, uh, if you look up the Great Reset online, one of the first things that will pop up are news articles that are like, ooh, conspiracies. You know, like I saw a news article from the Daily Beast that was like the first conspiracy theory raising its head in the Biden, new incoming Biden presidency is the Great Reset, right? It's fear-mongering by conspiracy theorists. You know, Alex, jo- you know, they'll point to like Alex Jones. Alex Jones is, uh, uh, you know, Alex Jones is like coming up with lie. You know, he's, oh, I have to document. He's a kooky, kooky guy. This kooky guy, you know, this crazy man with his kooky sayings and all that stuff, right? Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, Daily Beast. The Biden presidency already has its first conspiracy theory, the Great Reset. Now, isn't that interesting? As a news article that already has Biden as president, honestly, at this moment, in November of 2020, Biden is not the president, okay? It's still, he's still not the president. Maybe he might be the president-elect, but we won't know that until the votes are certified at, in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait to see what happens there because, you know, isn't that going to be a great surprise? All those people dancing in the streets, huh? Isn't that going to be a, uh, a big old wake up call for them? Uh, and then everything will burn, of course. Uh, but here we go. Uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists, uh, here we go. Uh, New York Times, the baseless great reset conspiracy theory rises again. Baseless. Baseless? Baseless. Now, if you simply Google great uh, reset and World Economic Forum, you will see that the World Economic Forum itself is touting the Great Reset. Uh, the World Economic Forum is a, um, it's just like a club of the mega rich. It's like the 0.01% of the rich or whatever. Uh, but you know what? You don't have to take my word for it. Here is, uh, let's see, uh, what's his name here? This guy, his name's Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the founder of the World Economic uh Forum. And here he is speaking at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can pull this up. Uh, bear with me here one second. It's at the end, what, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Um, when I wrote the book, I started to, to write it for four years ago. It was published three years ago. Um, uh, it was sold very interesting over a million times in the world. And um, what, is, what is interesting is that 800,000 copies, more than 800,000 copies of those two million were sold in three countries alone, China, Japan, and South Korea. You may be interested who was the biggest uh, buyer with 16,000 copies at the same time. It was the Korean military. Um, 
because the fourth industrial revolution will have a major impact also on on uh, on warfare. Okay, so that was Klaus Schwab. Uh, call uh, that was he's talking about his book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Okay, his next book after that, he put out a new book. He, you heard him. He made number. He almost sold a million copies. Good for you, Klaus. I mean, he's like a billionaire or something, but I guess that it's all about the clout, right, Klaus? It's all about that Klaus clout. Anyways, his next book is called COVID nineteen the gr- colon the Great Reset. Okay, so how is this baseless? This is a baseless conspiracy theory. Okay, wait. Let me ask. Let's ask uh, Justin Trudeau. Means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. I apologize for that was uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, openly saying that the pandemic is an opportunity for a reset, great reset, an economic reset, you know, uh, and, and, and all of this is, of course, under the guise of helping people. You know, we want to help people. Great reset. We got to help people. You know, right. I also apologize for his extra sibilant S's, his S's, his S, the great reset. Reset. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's kind of like his new blackface. Maybe now he's doing gay face or gay voice or whatever, uh, you know, because he's super progressive. He's progressive. and He just wants to be something, I guess, besides the straight white guy, which I think, according to critical race theory is the worst thing you could be anyways i'm verging into critical race theory i'm sure all of this stuff is converging the critical race theory the world economic forum the great reset stuff all that stuff it's all i don't know build back better that's what he says at the very beginning build back better right and if you look uh around there's plenty of um whatever, like pictures and stuff like this. Build Back Better is a slogan being used by the Biden transition, by everybody, by like just all around the world, government agencies are using the phrase Build Back Better, which only means that um, they obviously love it. They love that phrase. Somebody came up with it and they're like, God, better BBB. We love it. And then, you know, obviously it's a great marketing campaign. Is that what it is? I don't know. Uh, I got got here, uh, look, uh, you got Boris Johnson, uh so london's got it you know um what's this canada's got it like you know uh, australia's got it like a lot of the i guess maybe just all the english-speaking countries got it but look at listen to what klaus schwab said the fourth industrial revolution is about the digitization of biology of money of everything of everything everything being digitalized um and who was the number one purchaser of the book the south korean army yeah yeah koreans and you know what Here's the thing. I don't actually have um, what you may call, what they may call KP, which is Korean pride, which is sort of like nationalistic pride or ethno pride about being Korean. I have been, uh, maybe if I wasn't a child of neglect and I had some parents around, I would appreciate what being Korean was and I wouldn't be such a crazy individual, you know, forced out in the world to dodge pedophiles and kidnappers and, you know, make my way through the city of Los Angeles as a latchkey kid, completely unsupervised, taking the bus 
you know, uh, when I was little, when I was little, just to go places to try to steal computer software, you know, when I'm riding my bus or riding my bike and and dodging prostitutes and gang members, you know, and that's uh, nearly joining a gang and then realizing that I wasn't Mexican. These are all things that could happen to a child being left alone to his own devices in a city like Los Angeles where nothing really means anything. Uh, you cloak yourself in any form of identity or costume, you know, where acting, which is really the highest form of lying, is prized uh, above everything else. Um, and then below that is materialism. And very, 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 very low at the bottom is any form of intellectualism or, you know, book reading. You know, that's like way, that's way at the Look, if you didn't have a car and you wrote read books, like, I don't know, you probably weren't allowed to procreate, you know? I mean, I don't know. So I, well, well, listen, I got laid. I don't know. <laughs> I had, well, that's what you got to do is like, if you're poor, if you're poor, you don't have any uh, fame. You don't have any, your parents aren't actors. You know, whatever. You just don't have that the the status or whatever. You gotta have a good game. You know, you gotta have a good game. So you know, I had a, and I had a decent game, uh, the game of um, falling hopelessly in love for sluts. No, <laughs> writing poems that nobody cared about. Uh, I, I will not write poems. No more poems. No more poems. Do that. There comes a time in a man's life he's got to stop writing poems for women, okay? Just stop it. Stop it. Just do... Uh, just do. I mean, that's... Maybe that... Okay. If she's into poetry, she loves her poetry. Okay, write her a poem. You know, do it. Do it. But just fucking... I don't know. Do something... You know, the poem is a sort of analogy for the meat the hunter would bring over. Bring her some meat. All right, that's meta. That's a metaphor. It doesn't have to be your dick. You know what I mean? That's not unless it is. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I am not here to tell you what to do, like our leaders, right? Like they want to do with the Great Reset, like all of that. Okay. Now listen, great. I'm not a journalist. Okay, thank God. I'm not a journalist. I feel like I'm turning into one because journalism is so bad that even I could be one. I could be a journalist. I mean, I, I wouldn't make any money. I could call myself a journalist, actually telling the truth, and then I'd be labeled a Nazi and blah blah blah. Uh, or I could sell out and go into the big time, go join the corporate media, become a face for the corporate uh, state sort of military-industrial complex. You know, or the Mickey Mantle, as Ray McGovern says. Uh, you know about the Mickey Mantle, right? Military-industrial congressional intelligence media academic think tank complex that he talks about so that's that's pretty i mean if you think about it it does make sense that there would be a sort of concerted effort to keep the war machine going but is that a conspiracy conspiracy a baseless conspiracy is that i have the documents i have the documents um is that is that a conspiracy see uh there's evidence that conspiracy theory the term conspiracy theory was actually coined by guess guess who the cia the cia coined the term conspiracy theory as a means of discrediting people uh particularly i think after the kennedy assassination to discredit people who had theories about 
the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> you know, they became the moon landing. You know, everything, right? People, and then people just go, ah, your tinfoil hat, kook, your kook, your tinfoil hat, kook. And now you could see that even more. It's just an ad hominem attack, right? It's called an ad hominem, guys. It's when you don't have an actual argument, so you just attack the person. It's like Rudy Giuliani's hair dyes. Like, look at Trump and his tiny hands, or look at, you know, or he's a racist. You know, any of that stuff. And, and then it goes on even further. Oh, that's from Fox News. You can't believe that. I don't believe the data. The data must, you know, that, that data, I don't believe, I don't trust that you are a good person, so you must be manipulating the data because the data doesn't agree with what my preconceived notion was. And so that's, that's where we are in terms of logical discourse. There isn't any. There isn't any because critical thinking has been eroded from the public education system, we have a consumer-based society that needs commercials uh, to keep it going. And you, in order to be susceptible to commercials and advertising, you can't have good critical, critical thinking skills. And luckily, not only does that help guide commerce, but also uh, public policy, you know, just uh, information transfer or the, like, acceptable. And uh, Listen, it's, it's not that different from, like, state media. You know, like in North Korea, <clears throat> North Korea, they'll have some lady come out and be like, Kim Jong-un today slayed three bears with one foot or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so he's like, he kicked a bear in the face and then the bear went, you know, it's like this booming voice, this booming authoritative voice of like Kim Jong-un today uh, manhandled 10 tigers and uh tamed them all now he has 10 tigers as pets they crawl all over him and lick him like kittens you know like i don't know i don't know why every single kim jong-un story is about him conquering some animal <laughs> i feel like i know my people and that's just what they'd be doing and uh in addition to reading about the fourth industrial revolution where they're digitizing everybody maybe their plan is to digitize north korea maybe they're got or and you know Who's to say the North Korean army isn't buying all the books too? And they're gonna, they're, it's gonna be like a, the Koreans are gonna try to digitize each other, uh, and ironically, that's how they're gonna merge into one. That's how they're gonna unify the country by becoming Borg-like, becoming part of a giant collective, um, and then even more, I will be ostracized from Korean uh, society. I have. <laughs> I'm not part of crazy. Uh, the thing I was getting at before was that, like, I'm the least Korean American in the country. I think I don't know. I know it's not that I don't. That's not true. I've known worse. I've known not worse, but I've I've I know a lot of Koreans who are um, adopted by nice white families, especially back east. There's a lot of that going on uh, in New York and stuff, Long Island. A lot of Korean kids who have been adopted by nice Italian. Jewish, whatever, nice families who either decided, hey, we want to adopt or who, you know, I don't know, wanted a, wanted someone who would clean the house for free <laughs> or something. I don't know. Of course not. That's not, trust me. No, they're not. They're very, well, the ones I've met were incredibly privileged because I guess you got to have some money to move to New York. You know, I was, I was living on government money, so I can't really, as much as I rail against the government, I can't rightfully say uh, don't dump money on us because I've been taking the money this whole time. All right. I'm, I know I'm going off on tangents. So I apologize. I'm very excited because it's, the, it's a brave new world, everybody. It's a brave new world order. Brave new world order. Uh, and I guess, you know, I don't want to go on and on about how, you know, there's, it's not a conspiracy. My point is the Great Reset. It's not a conspiracy. Okay, 
it's there in plain sight. They're telling they're telling us in plain sight, and they're clearly you can if you think about what's going on right now, it all kind of makes sense. Like why are they closing restaurants uh, instead of government buildings, right? When it's been the data has been showing that more people are catching COVID in government buildings than in restaurants. Could it be? Isn't it interesting that most of the business that are businesses that are affected by, uh, including religious places, places that are affected by these lockdowns are cash-centered businesses and entities. A lot of cash, a lot of sort of off-the-grid type places, and it's just coincidence that part of uh, the goal of the Great Reset is a cashless society. That's probably just a coincidence you know these are all coincidences you know what are we gonna do uh, the world is full of coincidences yeah build back better they they all have they all just happen to have different actually it's you know what not all from i bet it's not all from one marketing company that slogan i bet there's 50 separate marketing companies that came up with that phrase just independently on their own just a complete coincidence and then each of those countries got that thing. I mean, it's, these things can happen. The world is a crazy place, right? The world is a crazy place. That's not to be denied. And, you know, we need to get a handle on it. That's what people are saying. That's what the super rich are saying. You know, that's what the, the, the governor of California is saying. We need to get a handle on things. I mean, we don't have to. We're fine. But you guys are are a mess, an unholy rabble. A mess. Just a bunch of... Look, the, with the way we're destroying all the small businesses and everything, no one's going to have a job. We're, you're all going to be just unwashed masses. Do you see the homeless tents? Do you see the tent cities? Do you see all that? Uh, a lot of people fear them or despise them or, or a lot of people embrace them. Whatever. Whatever it is, uh, there's a lot of feelings about it, but not from the powers that be, right? There's no... I mean, if health and decency and compassion and all that's a big thing, what about all these fucking people living on the street in tents? Where, and how come you're not doing anything about How come you're shutting down businesses? How come you're going to fine people or arrest people who don't wear masks, but then, uh, you know, have a curfew, but then people who are experiencing homelessness, that's what it said in California. That's the California directive. That is literally a quote. People who are experiencing homelessness are exempt from curfew and exempt. Why, why is that? Could it be that that's what they want for all of us? Could it be <laughs> that they're, or they're, they're actually okay? They don't want you to have a business where you run a cash business, where you're off the grid, you pay people under the table, you got all this whole thing. We want, they want everything digitized and tracked. See, if everything's digitized and tracked and there's currency, you know, it's just like PayPal, everybody can get a little taste. See, everybody can get a little cut, a little taste, a little piece of that action. How are they going to get a piece of that action if it's all in cash? Huh? we got to make the cash illegal. The cash is dirty. The cash has got COVID on it. You don't want that COVID cash. You want nice, uh, you want credit. Uh, you don't want cryptocurrency either. We can't track. You don't want that. And if you do have it, we're going to track it. Okay? Don't go after these privacy coins. Don't go after those privacy coins. We're going to also print our own. Everybody's going to have a coin. Everybody, Starbucks is going to have a coin. Facebook's having a coin. We're all having coins. The dollar will have a coin. There'll be coins everywhere. Everything will be coins. That's how we digitize everything. It's all coins. Okay? Get coins. Buy Bitcoin. Um, look, I guess my issue here is how to make the impending neo-feudalism funny. Like, how, how do we make this humorous? Like, uh, 
So we're going to own nothing. No, we'll be a massive peasant class. We'll own nothing. Uh, I guess we will all be sort of um, getting UBI or something. Some form of trickle-down, massive, like, money-type thing. Money that is now debased and meaningless. But you can, we can all subsist. We subsist. Maybe they give everybody a million dollars a month. And that gets you rent and food. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much it's just some. And it doesn't even matter what million, whatever. Just keep moving the decimal points over and over. It's all digital, anyways. It's digital. It'll just move. Just boop, boop, boop. There you go. And they just print money. Why, you know, and there's no need to actually print money. I mean, that's not really what they do. But, like, even that idea is just push the button. Push the button and just say, add more money. Yes, no. And then you go, yes. And you click, beep, add more money. And that's what'll happen, you know? And then we'll all have money. It won't mean anything. We won't actually own objects or things because everything's digitized. Everything's nanomachines. Everything's virtual. Everything's remote, you know? So you don't have to worry about having an object. You, you need to actually get somewhere for some reason, like a fucking caveman, okay? You need to actually move your meat sack through space somewhere. You can get a... Get an Uber, whatever. You know, you don't own a car anymore. Nobody owns a car. There's, no, there's, there's some freedom of movement, but not much because, you know, we all have the chip, the vaccine, little tattoo thingy or whatever, little safe pass, common pass. Uh, World Economic Forum is debuting something called Common Pass, right? So the, the vaccine, they're going to roll it out. You can't travel without it. Can't, you know, it's very similar to the Mark of the Beast, and that's just a coincidence too. Mark of the Beast, yeah, it's just a coincidence. What do those Bible guys know? I mean, you know, what are, a lot of people think, you know, Mark of the Beast was just about Rome. That's it. Nothing to do with any kind of marking of people i mean it's not of course will there be some lunatic religious types who will lose it because we all have to get a mark in order to do commerce or travel just like the bible said it would and then people yeah they freak out. yeah they would freak out but you know what we do with those people we silence them we lock them up we turn their families against them. We turn every, you know, we lock them out. We deep platform. That's what we call it. And if everything is digitized, everything is digitized, and you deep platform someone, that's that's death. That's exile. You can't travel. You can't do commerce. You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. So is that funny? I don't. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, I guess I could. The, at this point, it's like, who do I? Make jokes for? I think it's it'd be better to make jokes for the rich at this point. I mean, I guess. I am of the people. I'm of the people. But if it's going to get to the point where we're all, if you're just a fucking peasant or you have something, I would kind of like to have something. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I would kind in my younger days, maybe when I was like 18 or something, I was a, kind of like a commie. You know, I kind of was like, okay, I could see the, I, I understand communism in sort of like a, an idealistic way as a young man would, right? Yeah, everybody should have everything. Everybody should have everything. You know, like I now as an older guy, 20 years from then, I've learned what working hard is. I've worked with people who don't work hard. I've worked with pieces of shit. I've worked with great people. I've seen that there's a wide variety of possibilities and that what you should really reward and incentivize is working hard and, you know, working smarter and working all that stuff. And communism just doesn't seem to do that instead ends up bringing out the worst in people because there's sort of a collectivizing thing that go that goes on when you collectivize then you kind of diffuse responsibility you know a lot of people say that the great great leap forward turned into a famine because they had these like collective farms with these quotas but there's no like individual incentive system like you didn't get paid for doing more work so then why would you do more work you just do only as much work as 
the person doing the least amount of work is doing because they're all getting paid the same. So productivity productivity plummeted. And then on top of that, they didn't use a market system to determine supply and demand. You know what I mean? They didn't use a market. They didn't believe in it. So they, they just believe in the government coming in the state coming in and dictating like we need x amount of grain and x amount of and so then they would just start juking the stats they would just you know what i mean they would just start oh yeah yeah we have that much send it to the government everybody gets paid you know so the system in itself uh just didn't lead to success because it incentivized uh not working hard just like unemployment does for me i'm incentivized to only work at one or two hours a week because the more i work the less unemployment money i'll get and then i get i'll lose the unemployment you know what i mean like i so i might as well just work very little just so i keep the job but then i can also keep the unemployment you know I, it, and it's all incentives that's all it is so is that funny? I don't know. But maybe that'll be fun. Yeah, you know, I think it'd be it's may, way funnier to make fun of the poor. I mean, I guess it's just I got to read the room, right? And I can't I got to leave myself open to all possibilities. I may be a gesture for the neo feudal court. Whoever this neo aristocracy is, uh the neo <laughs> the, the incoming lords and ladies uh coming in, I I'll humbly offer myself as a new world jester. Uh, new world order uh, as a uh, part as part of the great reset i offer my services as a comedian to entertain the aristocracy the court as it were uh put me in put me in coach put me into the court that's what i say put me in there you know and then once in a while oh i could be like i'm not okay this is not me saying that i am mozart or comparing myself to the genius of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. I'm not saying any of that at all. All I'm saying is that just like Mozart would write shit for the Emperor of Austria, and then he would go to the whatever the people's operas and shit. The guy, you know, like the for the fucking hoi polloi, the fucking. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be the Mozart of neo feudal comedy. Uh huh. That's right. I want to be Mozart of neo-feudal stand-up comedy. So I want to do comedy for uh, the court, right? I want to come in, uh, like in History of the World, the stand-up philosopher, you know, comes in or the king and just does the thing, and then it's off with his head if I fucking bomb, which is, hey, don't get me wrong, it's thrilling. I think they're... I think it's thrilling, right? And then and then I'll go to the people's theaters all dirty and bad. There's whores everywhere and people are just fucking getting high and drunk and whatever. And whores, whores, uh, a lot of whores everywhere. But whores love to laugh and, and they have money. So uh, And so I'll entertain the whores. And uh, just a massive amount of whores, mostly whores. I, don't, I guess that's the m- main commerce in this new neo-feudal system where everything is provided for. I mean, there's no need to make money. Everybody just has a bunch of money. Uh, just nobody owns anything except their own assholes and pussies. Uh, so you could sell that. Sell that. And maybe they'll use Bitcoin to fucking trade their asses and pussies. Anyways, I will entertain the masses as well. The unwashed, gross, dirty masses. I'll take your money and make you laugh, you little fucking piggies. Yeah. Uh, then I'll say, take all their money. Uh, and then I feel like either way, in either situation, whether it's the court, the aristocracy, or the uh, groundling sort of masses, the unwashed masses. I'm at, th- I'm at the, I could be killed if I bomb. Okay, if I bomb, the king will just say off with his head, 
or or not if i buy if I, in some ways if i kill if i like started roasting the king and the, all the court laughed i could easily die from that officially if i accidentally made fun of some aristocrat who then decides to hire a hitman and kill me that there's probably nothing stopping him from doing that i have no power i have no nothing i'm just a humble performer at the whim of the uh, powerful, but also of the many, of also the people. Because the people, if I piss them off, if, I, if I'm doing stand-up in front of the dirty fucking peasants and they get pissed off, they fucking, they'll just rush me. I mean, they'll just rush me and grab me. You think any police or whatever, robo-police or whatever they have, that they're the drones that will come? You think maybe a drone will come and just drone strike the whole thing because they probably... they. I don't know. I would be torn if I was a neo-feudal lord and I knew that my peasants were watching stand-up comedy and some of that comedy was at my expense. I might drone. I might drone it. I might drone it. I mean, I might have an uprising on my hands. Are you all dealing with an uprising? Um, are you all concerned about an uprising? All right. Um, so anyway, I feel I, don't, I think it'll keep me honest. I think comedy will be better under threat of death. I, I, I just, I do. Right now, they're, they're, or not right now. Okay, pre-pandemic, comedy was just becoming more and more boring. I was becoming bored. The most fun thing about comedy before the pandemic was just making comedians mad. I mean, it's kind of still fun now, but that's at least in, I mean, I did it in New York and I did it in LA. And I was, you know, I made some friends along the way, but really it was just, uh, they're the worst people, these comedians. The worst. Trust me. I've been around a lot of, degenerates and they're a bar they they're by far the worst because uh, because they think they're funny <laughs> that's that's really why it's just disgusting it's disgusting i know i'm one of them i'm one of them i'm one of them but for some reason i am funny and a lot of people aren't okay so anyways the great thing about the pandemic was that now there was this perceived threat of death just by gathering in a dark room, just by having ga- just by doing this thing, this clandestine thing. Shout out to the litter box. This uh, clandestine thing. We're gathering in people's apartments, gathering people, you know, and it's like, ooh, and it's dangerous. And ooh, you know. Um, so that makes it fun. But on some levels, it's kind of dumb to me because I'm like, there's no threat. I don't know. I'm just not... <sighs> Listen, like everybody else, I believe uh, this thing was as bad as they said it was going to be. And then over time, you can see with your own eyes that it's not. And over time, you can see with your own eyes what is happening. Not reality. Not the idea that like, oh, yeah, it's not as bad as we thought. So, yeah, it's cool. Let's roll back all this stuff. Live life as normal, whatever. No, you could see that it got politicized and then it pushed into the election. And then now we're in this post-election thing. We're in a, And I just listened to this cool... Okay, if you uh, go to the Ron Paul Liberty Report, um, the latest one of the latest podcasts is a speech by Daniel McAdams, who's one of the co-hosts, and he basically underlines how RussiaGate, uh, COVID, and the election are all tied together. Like how he draws a line from one, and it makes complete and total sense. Not a conspiracy, okay? Not a conspiracy. These are libertarians, which some people say are Nazis, but so are the conspiracy. Anybody who's not on the right on the left whatever on the correct way of thinking is a nazi which is exactly what commies do do you understand commies do that okay nazis do that too i mean whatever both sides do that the authoritarians you understand the authoritarian element i'm trying to resist it but at the same time 
there uh, may be no hope. And so prepare yourself for the coming Great Reset. I'm going to try to uh, bone up on my dirty peasant and eat the rich jokes. You got to got to you got I got to be able to get, go into the fucking royal court and be like, "You seen those unwashed masses out there? They fucking yeah, you know. It's a good thing you're giving them free money. It's a good thing you're giving them that free money because what are they going to do? Fucking uh they'd be fucking each other in the face. I okay. Uh this is not none of this is material. I'm just riffing there. That was bad. I will admit. That was not good. I am a little out of practice, and I honestly haven't. I, it's hard for me to relate to the rich. Maybe that's one of the things I gotta be like. I don't relate to you guys at all, but I sh- certainly want to be one of you guys. Because <laughs> you know, have you seen those peasants? They fucking suck. They they got the gross. They stink on ice, as Mel Brooks said in History of the World. I my uh, it's another History of the World Part One reference. There you go. Go watch that. Um. So, anyways. How can we make the Brave New World funny? Brave New 1984, the coming neo-feudalism, right? The techno-plutocracy, the New World Order, the Great Reset that's coming, Mark of the Beast, all of it. How do we make this funny? How, do we, how are we going to, while we're all languishing in labor camps or death camps, or really just... I don't think it's going to be like that at all. I think it's going to be similar to the book Snow Crash. Uh, in the book Snow Crash, it's set in the future where nanotech is ubiquitous. Nanotech is ubiquitous, so there's no want or need for any objects, nothing. You can just make food. You can make gold if you want. You can make anything. So then it was just about, like, what, who becomes the elite in that. You know, you would have, like, tons of poor people who are basically uh, have everything, you got everything, everything, you know, and in some ways that is the same as owning nothing, right? If if nothing, if you can just print stuff, right? There's no more supply and demand. You just print anything you want, food even. You just uh, whatever, just you just take care of all the poor that way. Then what separates the people who have nothing from the people who have things? It's not money anymore. What is it? And in that book, it was education, information, right? It's education. You know, the uh, the unwashed masses are not literally unwashed not literally unwashed but rather their minds are their brains are you know they haven't learned any they're not literate they're not you know they just don't know anything but they have stuff right it's kind of like idiocracy right idiocracy is kind of like that except nobody had any information there except for the one normal guy from our time you know so it's like that it's like the the aristocracy becomes just people who know stuff so i guess ooh, that would be my angle that would be my angle it would be like I'd have to get in with this new, like, neo-feudal aristocracy. And by getting in, I guess maybe I get to get, like, one of their passwords to the Internet or something. And then I start to learn. I can learn stuff. And then I have to finagle a way of not being killed by letting people know that I know stuff because I'm not allowed to know stuff. So there's got to be some way. Maybe there will be a profession of comedians um, where you get a – mark of the beast like some little digital pass that lets you learn stuff but only for the sake of being an idiot or a clown about it only for the sake of being a buffoon so i think in some ways i'd have to you know go in and, and be like boy did you hear about how the peasants are fucking tricked into another pandemic huh fucking retards they didn't learn the first time and they're like ha 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 you know what i mean like that it has to has to kind of be like that you know and then i'll have to be like oh, oh sorry i've been i've been going around spreading coronavirus 3 everywhere you know i know that it started in korea i bet the new coronavirus 3 will start in korea because the koreans 
they do it better. They take they take stuff that other major civilizations do, like China. They're they're gonna take COVID like they took Confucianism, and they're gonna make it better. Okay, SARS three. This one's gonna kill kids. Okay, <laughs> SARS three is gonna kill. It should kill more more people. Lots of people. I mean, it should really bring it home. Um, just kids though. It is like the reverse of COVID of, of SARS two. You know, the next COVID, SARS-3, will only kill kids. How about that? How about it only kills kids? All the kids die. There you go. And that'll be hilarious. <laughs> that'll be... How do we make that funny, huh? God damn it. What you got? We're doing comedy tomorrow at the Peasants Great Hall. The Great Hall of Peasants. Uh, and here I am. It seats... 50,000. Uh, and here I am. there, And it smells... And they've all lost their kids. They're all recently, <laughs> they've all their children have recently died, and I have to entertain them. This is what I'm tasked with. And I have to be like, ooh. So you guys uh, go to any funerals? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't go too dark, you know. I just be like, maybe some of the. I heard those kids weren't good kids. About I heard only the bad kids die. I start. <laughs> I <laughs> see that's more stuff I'd have to do to the see so I'm getting I think I'm getting the hang of how I would kid cater to the aristocracy, the royal, the new the digital royalty that's coming, you know, the incoming, I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg's uh executive level guys that work at his corporation or whatever. You know, these these are the kind of people, you know, the guy the fucking director director and above at Google. Those are the people who will have their vassals and whatever, and they'll be digital vassals. You know, I bet I'm assuming a lot of this stuff will be VR, virtual stuff. You know, and um, so that's great. I, I mean, there's no money, so what do I get? Oh, information. That's right. I'll probably get more info, which leads me to more jokes, and then the real conundrum is the masses, though. They're all their kids are dead now. They own nothing. They have a lot of money. I mean, I guess it depends on how dark we could go. We could be like, hey, listen. Listen, I love kids too, and I know it's sad that you lost your kids, but yeah, a little extra scratch at the end of the month, you know. <laughs> get yourself that other uh, that PS6 or whatever, and get yourself that new thing. You know, you get yourself something nice. Get yourself that. You lost a kid, fine, fine. You lost a kid. You know what? You know what you do? You go take some of that extra money, that kid money you put aside, that money you put aside to to pay for his whatever. Even though you don't need to, you get money every way. You you don't need to. You don't need to. You know what you do? You go, you go, go, go and buy a kid. That's what you do. So that it doesn't kill all the kids. COVID twenty five doesn't kill all the kids. It only kills half of them. So you know the other half, you might be able to get away with a little uh, scratch. Uh, actually, money is worthless. So what do you got? Well, you got dicks and pussies. You offer your ass pussies and dicks. You offer your dicks and pussies for the kid. I don't know how that'll work. I guess you offer to fuck. So if you're a parent who had just lost a child, you can offer to fuck a, another parent who has their child still to take their child because the most valuable currency in this time will be pussy. Pussy will be the most valuable thing. Second will be dick. Ass will be third. Hmm. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's how it works because the first two are like procreating things. And even though I'm not a breeder and I'm not a religious, I can still understand the intrinsic value of that over the asshole. Okay. I'm not saying the asshole isn't available or an option. It's there. Asshole and mouth are there. I 
they're probably sort of the third bronze tier. I prefer mouth. But listen, this is not what this is about. This is about the coming great reset and the ensuing comedic world order that will follow. Okay? So that's 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 really all this is all about for me. How will I make the impending new neo feudalism funny? And how will I perform the to the to the two distinct groups now? The very tiny concentrated amount of wealth, wealthy individuals that exist now, and then of course the rest of society, the unwashed masses, all of them. How will I entertain all these people? That's all I really want to do is I want to become the Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart of the New World Order. Okay? That's what I want to be. I want to be <clears throat> I want to be the great I want to be the Mozart of the Great Reset. Deal the the well, the unders and the well, highs and the lows. I want to deal with the court, the court, and I want to uh, deal with people who just got out of court. You know, those are the, those are the two things. Those are the people. Those are my people. All of you, all of you are my people. I guess I like rich people and poor people. I like them all. I like uh, black people, some white people, and uh, <laughs> I like Jews. I like Muslims. They're seriously like the same. I, you know, I Chinese, I like the Chinese. I like Chinese people. I like Chinese food, Chinese government. I'm scared of, I could grow to like them. I'm not saying, I'm not, hey, you give me the right amount of mm, gold. I don't know. Bitcoin. I don't know. What, whatever you got. COVID-3. Give me the third COVID. Give it to me. I'm not a kid. I'll be fine. I'll be immune. Whatever it is, uh, I'll take it. And then I will learn to do comedy for the Chinese Communist Party. I feel like it's a lot of Uyghur jokes, uh, a lot of jokes about Taiwan, how shitty Taiwan is, how we could just fucking, yeah, kick Taiwan's ass. Probably black people too, probably racist. I think they would like racism. I just, I know they would. I know they would because most people do. And uh, around the world, it's like the racism is like 20 years behind. So there's a great gold mine. I could just rip off everybody. You know, I could just become like a Carlos Mencia of the ccp you know there's a whole world of opportunity out there guys so don't be discouraged is all i'm saying yes is there an uh, impending authoritarian uh sort of cracked a government lockdown coming yeah it's, is it here yeah is it is there, are they digitizing everything are they tracking your every move through your phone the alexa the is there going to be an internet of bodies like whitney webb says by the way Jesus Christ, at the end here, don't listen to me about all this stuff. Go either go look it up or listen to people like Whitney Webb, who is a better journalist than I, covering the stuff. Fuck it, you could even listen to Alex Jones, honestly. The stuff he's saying is not wrong, okay? But don't you get conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. I have to bear document. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter. Thank you so much for the people who've been uh, liking my stories and my podcast. Thank you very much. Um, follow me whatever online oh go to YouTube subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, subscribe to my IGTV Spotify Apple Podcast Google all of that stuff thank you so much for listening